Australia, how are you going? How are you? Are you well? I hope so. This is NBA Australia. It is Wednesday. Um, day. January 12th. Happy birthday to my uh, eldest younger brother. Yeah, I think I nailed that. <laughs> I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the internets of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. I'll tell you what, awesome day. Uh, we rep the uh, Australia here a little bit as well, just in case you didn't realise that with the name on the thing and everything. Uh, but either way, I went to the aquarium today, so I was uh, keeping track of some of the games. Just one of those real dutiful dad moments. It's like, what, what's that guy doing over there? Is he, he on his phone? The kid's like wiling around trying to jump in the fucking croc tank. Anyway, <laughs> but we've now caught up on a bunch of the games. Uh, so we've got all six games coming to the NBA Australia game. Up. So we've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got some cracking here, Nas. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back takeouts. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Playwatch, very brief one today. Only Gids was in action. And a great moment in NBA Australia, stat history. Love that one. That's a perler, actually. Uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, and uh, that'll be it, because it's going to be a late one today. That's how Wednesday show goes. What did you do? Either way, let's get into it. Episode 734 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better you better watch out for the Marai attack if you're the Joker. Well, nothing really flared up again, right? So we've got a Denver Clipper game. Don't forget, you know, Markeith Morris hasn't played since uh, Joker laid him out, and then they played... The uh, Marai's twin brother, Mook Morris. Nothing happened. So anyway, kind of a bit of a bit of a letdown, bro. Bit of a letdown. You get that on the big jobs, though. Right. Let's get stuck into today's show. The way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily <laughs> whip around. There you go. Uh, Cleveland. Oh, geez. Cleveland. That's right. They extended their GM Kobe Altman and gave him a new title. He's Presidente of Basketball Operations through 2027-2028. All right. I mean, I guess you take Evan Mobley, you just finagle getting Jarrett Allen for nothing. <laughs> and you look pretty smart. I kind of love it. Other news! There's a big ESPN report about how this season is uh, the behind-the-scenes struggle of all the NBA teams with uh, the total Tier 1 staff who have caught the COVID topping over 500. Out of 2,400 of those Tier 1 staff, that's a big chunk of fucking people, isn't it? Uh, that's basically Tier 1 staff is anyone who works within 15 feet of players. So that's the sort of folks who are like equipment managers, player development staffers, video coordinators, analytics, security, scouts, health folks, including, you know, trainers, etc. So a bit crazy, a bit weird, and the GM's like, oh, jeez, it actually makes it really hard. Not having anyone to do your job. Yeah, no shit. You're like every other business in the fucking world right now. Yeah. Dealing with staff shortages. You're no different to a cafe now, Brooklyn. Anyway. 
right. Other news. Lance, Lance, make him dance is staying in Indy for at least another 10-day contract. They were looking at uh, converting him to, you know, basically a guaranteed contract for the rest of the season, but this gives them a little bit more uh, flexibility for another week and a half, which is smart, I guess. Either way, Lance should never play for another basketball team ever, and Indy should never let him go. It'd just be dumb. Uh, in other hardship news, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I still love that someone's like, oh, well, our last name's Brown. What should we call our kid? Uh, Charles seems pretty good. It's like, well, won't they call him Charlie? Nah, no one will ever do that. Womp, womp, womp. Now you got a kid named Charlie Brown, you idiots. Anyway, uh, Charlie Brown, he actually got signed to a two-way contract by the Sixers, so uh, the Sixers have ever had to release Aaron Henry uh, to make that happen, so... Tough one for Aaron. Good job, Charlie. At least you don't have Lucy pulling away the football. Brad Beal! He's back in the health and safety protocols. Brad, mate, what have you been doing? Get a hold of yourself, man. Uh, but, I mean, Brad Beal was also one of the tricky ones where it's like, oh, I don't know if I want the vaccine, and then gets, like, one of the shots who probably would have been waiting for his next one. Cops it anyway, and here we are. The latest on Ben Simmons. So we talked about yesterday's uh, Shams report about John Collins and uh, the Hawks being a little bit interested, the Kings, the Blazers, the Wolves, the Pacers. I mean, the news that sort of popped up popped off today was that uh, Woj is like, yeah, look, there's no movement. We might be stuck here until the 2022 draft. Like, what's going on, bro? And everyone's like, Woj, you tell us. You're the newsbreaker. What's going on? Uh, but that's kind of the vibe. Uh, Windy... That big sack of shit, Brian Windhorst, he's like, oh, from what I understand. Um, the Wolves have pretty much offered every asset package they co- possibly could, except for Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. And Daryl Morey looked at that Wolves package and went, they're all shit, fuck off. Which is very smart, Daryl. Good job. Uh, but the other news is that he's trying to, Daryl's out there trying to package Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, because everyone's like, yeah, Ben Simmons, what's he done for us lately? Fucking nothing. And Daryl Morey rightly realized that Tobias Harris also fucking sucks and is trying to get rid of both of them. I did enjoy that Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma was like, bro, what? 80 mil? He's just laughing at him. Who's got 80 mil to trade for? Yeah, he's got a point. $80 million worth of... Look, A, you should never give Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons a combined 80 million bucks. Because this is what happens. Now you're sitting here going, fuck, what do we do? <laughs> we can't trade him. Oh, God. Anyway, and then Woj did come out on NBA Today and say, uh, yeah, you look at who's available for a Ben Simmons. It's like Harrison Barnes, Demarcus Sabonis, John Collins. not going to move the needle. It's like, yeah, no, nah, it doesn't. Um, especially if they do have Tobias Harris. So if they're going to be in separate packages, whatever. Tobias Harris, you know that I've had a bugbear about him for all, uh, basically ever since the Sixers decided to keep him, keep Simmons, and uh, move Jimmy Butler. One of the dumbest short-sighted fucking moves you'll ever see. Oh, but Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was a Biota, and um, Tobias Harris had never done anything in his fucking life that made it seem like he'd be worth the max contract. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All Jimmy Butler did was kick ass, take name, take <laughs> take names, kick ass. That's it. And uh, now you've still got you're stuck with Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons isn't playing for you. So how did that work out, Philly? Good job. Anyway, uh, the latest news, that's all there. Let's do some game wraps real quick. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps. Today's six games. We had OKC nearly top Washington, 122-118, all, all because of a KCP backed in three at the end that uh, sealed the deal for Washington. No Beal, as mentioned at the top. He's in the COVID protocols again. And I told you yesterday, OKC are good enough to hang 
and perfectly not good enough to win. That's exactly what they should be doing. Give their fans some hope. Let their dudes play, but not win games. Beautiful. So SGA, so Shea Redder, Gilgis Alexander, Lugensdorf, and uh, Giddy Up, Josh Giddy, they're awesome. The rest of the roster is a bunch of weird projects, Moose Muscala and Derek Favors. And uh, that translates into those three, the first three smashing it, no one else doing shit, and weirdly, OKC having the lead with a few minutes to go. But smartly, they lose in the end, obviously, because, as mentioned, KCB hit a huge bank in three that basically sealed it. Now, the crazy part of this game was that KCP and Montrez Harrell basically had a punch-on at halftime. Oh, well, they got into it. It was a physical altercation. Basically, just to hold me back, hold me back. I love a good teammate fight. That's awesome. Trez and KCP, former teammates, current teammates. I love it. It's like, you're still on the same team, idiots. What are you doing? But either way, like, okay, see, we're down 10 in the first quarter. Put it all the way back. They had control of this in the third. They can never really pull away, though. And the Wiz get the lead back just heading in the fourth quarter. And Kuzan was playing his ass off. It was back and forth, all fourth. Trez smashes in a dunk to get it back tied. And with 30 seconds left, KCP banks in a massive three that basically seals the game. Big win for Washington. Tell you what, they needed that. Holy, holy. So SGA has 32 and 8. Absolutely crushed in this game. And so did Giddy at 18, 6 and 8. He was awesome. Throwing just time warping fucking passes around Rui Hachimura. It's good to see Rui back as well, BT Dubs. Uh, Dort had 17 and 5. Baisley had 14 and 9. Tree man. Uh, had a giddy oop that was just out of this fucking world. Giddy was just unfucking real in this game. I'll tell you that much. Coos, he ends up with 29. Dinwiddie, 22 and 10. That's assists. I do love it. Dinwiddie, just, if you go, Spencer, do you think you're the best player of this team? And if he says yes, which he's always going to say, if he's close to being actually the best player in your team, he always plays well. If he plays and realizes there's somewhere better on his team, like Brad Beal, Kyrie Irving, etc., he just invariably shits the bit. Anyway, 22 and 10 for him. KCP had 16, including 3 or 7 from downtown, including that banked in three that was insane. Trez, 12 and 7 in his return from the COVID protocols, wearing a uh, I'm back face mask that was like a computer. That was cool. Kuzma walked in looking like a fucking extra from the original Matrix. Or he just like come from like a fucking BDSM uh, get together. <laughs> Good on you, Coos. Oh, Coos's fits never fail. Yeah, never fail to get everyone going. What the fuck are you doing, Kyle? And uh, Davis Batans had nine points. Good on him. Uh, okay, see so now a thirteen and twenty-seven. Mm, that's good tanking. And twenty-one and twenty for the Wizards. Phoenix held off a plucky Toronto ninety-nine ninety-five. This was awesome. Nailed this uh, call yesterday that it was going to be close. Uh, we had the four-and-a-half-point line, and guess what? It was four. So, good call, Jimmy. Uh, but they got out to a lead early. Phoenix slowly reeled them back in and then fell over the line. This is close as hell all second half. This is a really great game. Fred Van Veet's playing out of his ass. OG's incredible. Siakam was great. Booker was off all game, but then just got it going right at the end when it mattered. CP3 closed it out. It was crazy. Like Booker hits a butter mid-range jumper off a nice curl uh, to basically... Pull back the uh, pull back the lead after the Raps had him had the lead with like a minute left, right? Booker hits that jumper, and then after a miss, CP3 gets the dagger. Phoenix drop three, 30 seconds left, and uh, boom. 93-92 after OG gets one to go, and then it's like the foul game for 
like the longest fucking period of time. It's like the longest 10 seconds you'll ever see. But anyway, they uh, get to hold on Phoenix. They win by four, obviously. The Raps went 8 of 37 from three. They didn't have Scotty Barnes. And I'll tell you what, the fact that Fred Van Vliet had 21 and five, he goes four of 10 from three. OG, the OG Ananobi goes 25 points, four of 13 from downtown. So that's right. No one else hit a three. That's four of 10 and four of 13 from OG. No one else hit a fucking three. The rest of the team goes 0 for 14. Yeesh, you're killing me. Siakam, he had 22, 7, and 7. He was 0 5 from downtown, but he also had three steals. He was awesome. Chris Bobby Boucher had 13 points and 16 rebounds and three blocks, but there's just not quite enough. You do look at Toronto and go, oh, if they had, like, you know, Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. out there doing what he do, which is score buckets, not fuck around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You'd be laughing, but they're still out there with Yuta Watanabe and Ken Birch as, uh, as starters, so... I know it's a bit tough at the moment. You get that on the big jobs, though, don't you? And Phoenix, 16 for Booker. All their starters are in double figures. 15 and 12 with five steals for CP3, including the sealer. It was such a classic CP3 sealer as well. Just sort of gets to his spot, right elbow, throws it in, it bounces high, somehow gets like the perfect shooter's roll, whatever. 16 and 9 for 8, 19 for Jay Crowder, 12 on 12 for Bridges. Toronto now 20 and 18. And the Suns are 31 and 9. Jesus. Golden State lost in Memphis. I love this game. 116-108. Woo-wee. Grizzlies got up big in the second quarter. 18 points, and then Clay hits a buzzer-beating three at halftime, cuts it to eight. The Grizzly had, Grizzlies had all the running in this game in the first half. Then the Warriors just rode that into the second half. Got the lead in the third quarter. They got eight. They got up eight themselves, right? But I'll tell you what, it's the grit of these Grizzlies. Oh, a bit of grit and grind. Get a grit and grind. Yeah, get it in there. Pulled it back, get the lead back at the start of the fourth. They never surrendered again. Like, Triple J misses a three badly at the start of the fourth. Follows his shot, gets the put back up and in, and away they went. Tyus Jones hits a dagger with three with three and a half minutes left. Had it up to nine. You're like, oh, this one's over now. Then Clay, Gary Payton, the mitten, GP2, he scores. It's a three-point game with 30 seconds left, but Jamarant! Out of nowhere! Seals it with a scoop layup, running downhill, just goes a leg through the court. Bang, and one. They hold on to win. There was just some awesome oops in this one. Zaire Williams to Ja Morant, and Ja Morant to Zaire Williams. I fucking love this Memphis team. They are awesome. And I tell you what, this crowd loved them as well. So, uh, it's just nice sometimes you know, to see the love going all around. The Warriors, Stefan, 27, 10, and 10. His second triple-double of the year. Two of nine from downtown, though. I swear, Steph hit 3,000 threes and went, ah, I'm good. Now I'm going to turn into, I don't know, fucking Evan Fournier. <laughs> Off we go. Clay Thompson, 14-3-3 in his second game back. He's uh, not shy about getting the shots up either. 5-13, love that. Wiggins, uh, he had 13. GP2, he had 13-5. Poole had 12 points on. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, is that? Is that? Oh, what did he shoot from the floor, Jimmy? Here we go. Yeah, that's right. He hit a 311. Ah, it's our first 311 of the year, you little beauty. I love a good 311. Thanks for coming there, uh, Jordan Poole. 12 points on 311 shooting. Woo! 19 turnovers, though, really sank the Warriors, especially early. 
Otto and Wigo are both a bit off, and there you go. That's how you lose a game. Grizzlies, Jar was incredible. 29-5-8. and eight. He's unbelievable. MVP, Zaya Williams, career 17. He was awesome. 3-7 from downtown. Triple J, 13-11 for him with three blocks and two steals. Desmond Bain with 3-14. The day after, I go top four of court. Fucking Desmond Bain at Jar Morant number two. And Desmond Bain's like, just watch me, Jimmy. I'm going to miss 11 shots. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Tyus Jones, 17, 6, and 8. He was awesome. 30 and 10 now for the Warriors. 29 and 14. 10 straight for the Memphis Grizzlies. And they are now zero games back of the Utah Yaz. That's right. It's right there. It's right bloody there. They're back. Basically, they're 29 and 14. The Jazz are 28 and 13. Unbelievable. I love it. Minnesota shit the bed. Uh, 125 against the Pelicans. 128. Kind of called this yesterday as well. You can't trust either of these teams to do shit. Uh, the Pels look like they're going to run away with this. And then Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, has 20 in the fourth quarter. 20! He had 28. He had 20 in the fourth. It got tighter than a Ducks proverbial. Spindle smashes in his fifth three to go back up five with a minute left. Then bang! They pull it all the way back down to Minnesota. D'Lo ties it. D'Angelo Russell with 3.6 seconds left. It's 125-125. Minnesota are like, here we go. We go to overtime. New Orleans inbound the ball. Bang! Spindles Ingram. Game winner. Fuck you three. Unreal. What a shot. It was his sixth three of the game. Nailed it. See you later, Wolves. Sucked in dickheads. Uh, they went 18-39 by the Wolves. They had 13 turnovers and they lost this. It's unbelievable. Cat, it's because they don't play defense. Let's just be honest. They just they let the Pelicans, who are led by Josh Hart, Jonas Valanciunas, my name is Jonas Valanciunas, and Spindles Ingram, 128. They were a fucking train wreck, the Wolves. 26-8 and eight with five assists and three steals and a block for Cat. Cool. Ant-Man, 10-21 shooting, ends up with a 28-5. and 6-12 from downtown. Six and eight from downtown and 18 points from Malik Beasley. D'Lo has 18 points and 10 assists, and they lose. That's right. Their four most, like, proficient scoring players all had good games, and they fucking lost because they don't play half-decent defense for, I don't know, three quarters of a game. Anyway, Pat Bev had 10. Vandy, I love Jared Vanderbilt. He's uh, awesome. Eight and five M Nine for their McDaniels. Uh, but Jesus Christ, Wolves, play some defense. 55% shooting for the Pelicans. Unbelievable. All starters are in double figures. Spindles with 33 and 9. That's assists. Unbelievable. But Spindles, not known for his passing. I'll tell you that much. Nor his three-point shooting. He went 6 or 7 from downtown. 21, 9 and 5 for Josh fucking. Ha! 13, 12 and 5 for my name is Jonas. That's a bloody good stat line. I'll tell you that much. Devontae at 11, 4 and 4. Herb. Herb. Herb Jones had uh, 14. Went 2 or 2 from 3. Even Jackson Hayes get on it. 13 points. You love to see that. Minnesota now 20-21. The New Orleans Pelicans 15-26. Chicago! Kick the fuck out of Detroit. We just don't need to touch on this. 133-87. 46 points. It's great. The Pistons were only down one after the first quarter. They had the lead until DeMar just like threw in a jumper right at the end of the first quarter as well. And then they lost by 46. It was only nine, nine points and a half. And then bang, Chicago just like, Fucking kick the door down like it was uh, Extraction 2 starring Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Vooch was hitting threes. DeRozan was doing work. See you later. Detroit just fell apart. Oh, shit. Cade Cunningham. What did he do? Oh! 
Cade Cunningham went 3.11. You little ripper. I knew Cade. I knew I could trust you. Uh, but 3.11. How good is that for eight points? Thanks for coming, Cade Cunningham. Josh Pacey Jackson top scored for the Pistons with 16. Gross. 14 for Big Deke. They shot 33% as a team. They went 6-35 from downtown. That is hilarious. Oh, God. Uh, the Bulls. DeRozan had 20-12-7. He was awesome. Virtual awesome. 22-8-4. 18-6-5. The Bulls kicked the fuck out of them. Lonzo went a very nice 6 of 9. Nice from the floor. That's pretty good. 4 of 7 from downtown as well. That's bloody good. Levine, 10 points on 10 shots. Just doing work, though. Kobe, 13 off the bench. Whatever. The Bulls kicked the fuck out of him. It did feel very much like a, uh, oh, we're getting revenge still for the bad boys years. <laughs> Detroit, 9 and 31. Chicago, 27 11. And then the absolute barn bird of today. The Clippers beat the Denver Nuggets. What? 87 85. What? After scoring 28. What? In the first half. What? 28 points and a half. And they won. Absolute scenes by the Clippers. What an epic shitting of the bed by the Nugs. It was 41 to 28 at the half. And the Clippers were down 25 points in the third quarter. 25 they were down. They put it all the way back down to seven. I think it was six at one point as well. And then it's still an 11-point lead for the Nuggets going into the fourth quarter, 66-55, which is like a halftime score. But anyway, boom, back-to-back threes with two minutes left, out of nowhere, Amir Coffee, then fuck, ooh, Kabatso, bricked it like a fucking Bricktown bricky, just throwing a fucking rock through a window. It was brutal. Then Batum nails a three, completing a 30-point turnaround. A 30, it was a 52 to 22 run. They were down 59 24. Absolute fucking scenes, bro. Absolute scenes. Joker's like basically out there doing everything he can. Turns out it's not that much. Uh, Clippers miss him three, and then they basically have two chances to tie it at the end. It's 87 85, of course. Joker takes a long off balance three, miss. It was a weird shot. He had a little bit more time than he thought. He just was like, oh, well, I'm just going to shoot it now. Fuck it. It's like, okay, it was a horrible shot. But it was such a horrible shot. The rebound went right to Aaron Air Gordon, who'd played a fucking belter of a game. He puts it up, and somehow it misses. Like, it was 100% one of those shots where you're like, oh, shit, that's going to bounce in. Oh, how did that roll out? Clippers, comeback, done. An incredible crapping of the bed by Denver. They went 4 of 33 from 3. That is incredible. 19 turnovers to 9. This is a team that had 28 points at the half. 28? That is insane. Absolutely amazing. 52 to 22 run. You just... you. Can, this is a Clippers team that's being led by Reggie Jackson. You've still got the MVP on your team, Nuggets. What the fuck? Aaron Air Gordon has 30 points and 12 rebounds. It was awesome. Joker, 21, 13 and 8. He was awesome. Everybody else, fucking shit out. I'll tell you that much. Boomskies, El Jefe Green, 12 points. Jimmy, that's not bad. 5 of 16 shooting, El Jefe. What are you doing? 0 of 4 from deep. Austin Rivers, 0 of 4, all from 3. Faku and Bones missed every shot they took. They took 11. That's bad. That's a lot to not hit any of shots. <laughs> the Clippers, Amir Coffee had 18 points, 5 boards, 7 assists, a career high, 4 steals as well. An equal career high for him. 6 of 11 from the floor. 3 of 7 from downtown. 
Emir Coffey just tearing apart the Nuggets. What is this world coming to? Reggie Jackson had 13 points. Came a 5 of 15 shooting and yammed on the Joker. No respect for the MVP. Love it. 1 of 6 from downtown as well. Reggie Jackson gives zero fucks. All he does is go out and win. <laughs> Mook, he goes uh, 5 of 15 from the floor for his 12. Again, gives zero fucks. 5 of 13 for Bledsoe for his 11 points. But he was a plus 28 because... He led the initial comeback, so that was kind of it, right? Like they ripped off a thirteen to one run uh, in about two and a half minutes worth of game time in that third quarter, and a lot of that was through a Bledsoe, which is crazy. T Man had a uh, thirteen. Batum had six points, but hit that huge trade that was the dagger. Denver, a horrible, bone shaking, shitty fucking loss, leaves them at twenty and nineteen. Just that is not one you live down easy. And the Clippers get back to five hundred twenty one and twenty one. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's a knife. That's a knife. Oh, Steph with that triple-double. That was pretty sick. His second one of the year, but you lost. So this one goes to the two. Well, could go to KCP for his uh, game ceiling three. Uh, game tied, hits a massive banked-in three, but come on, it's notorious KCP. He asked that. We all know. It's going to go to the two game winners today, Ja Morant and Brandon Spindles Ingram. Morant, that driving score and one game sealer was fucking awesome. Because as I said, the Warriors have pulled it back out of nowhere to a three-point game with 30 seconds left. Ja Morant, full steam ahead to the bucket, Weird lefty twisty layup and one seals the win, and it came after his previous seals the fucking like lead bucket on that one. So two possessions basically to win the game for Ja Morant. That was incredible, and it's exactly what superstars do. He's a superstar. He went in at home, took care of business against one of the best teams in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. Ja Morant, you little ripper, absolutely shredded it. And played his ass off all game as well. He had 29-5-8. He shot 11-23. He was great. Good. <laughs> it's like, it was that the uh, Frosty Flakes fucking dude? The Tiger. They're great. Uh, but he was awesome. And look, the 27-10-10 for Steph was great. But 8-21 shooting, whatever. Jargo's 11-23, 29 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 blocks. What a legend. The game winner. And of course, Spindles Ingram. Oh, bloody Sprindles. Game tied. Three seconds left. They get the ball in. He just lines it up. Bang! Sixth three of the game. 33 points, nine assists, four rebounds, 11 of 19 shooting, and six of seven from downtown. Oh, boy. That's a hell of an approved performance of the night. And look, you got to pay it. Spindles, Jarmorant. You love it when the uh, young dudes are coming through kicking ass and taking names, don't you? I do. Fuck yes. Give him hell. I could also give that to Amir Coffey. He was just the fucking difference maker in that Clippers game. <laughs> Spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 Night. Trey Lyles, one of six today. A couple of uh, Grizzlies, DeAnthony Melton and Xavier Tillman also went one of six. But uh, this one's going to go to the triumvirate there for the Nuggets. Fuck Kabatso, Bones Highland and Austin Rivers. They combined to go a devastatingly horrible 
0 for 15 between them. That is incredible. Bones goes 0 of 5 in 8 minutes. Jesus, don't be afraid to put up your shots there, Bones. Austin Rivers, 0 of 4 in 30 minutes. It was just the other day. Austin Rivers was like, nah, man, I deserve to be in this league. I got paid a big contract by your dad. And then he rocks up in LA against his old team, 0 of 4 in 30 minutes. You spud Austin Rivers, the most punchable man in the NBA for a reason. But Faku was a bit special. He was legitimately horrible for a lot of this game. And down the stretch, like he legitimately fucking killed the Nuggets. On D, on O, he was losing track of dudes on D. His offense was just fucking, it fell off a cliff. The three that he took late, which was like this weird desperation heave where he's just like, oh crap, we've run out of time. Ends up 0 of 6, 0 of 5 from downtown, 2 points, 1 turnover, 5 assists. He just got smoked. He was so bad. What a liability. So Bones, Faku, and Austin Rivers, you're the combined spuds of the night today. Seriously, you went 0 of 15 combined. 0 of 14 combined. Wait, no, hang on a second. 0 of 15. Yeah, there you go. Literally, you could have rolled three spuds out there, and they might have had a better chance of hitting a shot than those dudes. Who was old mate? No mates, though. Old mate, no mate. Old mate, no mate. Old mate, no mate. Old mate, no mate. Who's got no mates today? Devin Booker, because he was having a fucking sook about the mascot putting him off. Blow it out your ass, you giant fucking sook. Devin Booker, oh, nah, man, we hashed it out after the game. We're pretty cool now. What are you sook? Mid-game, the Raptor is like the only fan in the entire building there in Toronto. Oh, sir, sir. The Raptor is putting me off my shot. Me, 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 me. Have a fucking sook, Booker. What are they going to do? Double team you next, you fucking big girl's blouse sook fucking juice. Fat, 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 fat. Old Ginger yells at Cloud. Joker! Got pantsed uh, by Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson! Uh, so Reggie Jackson yammed so hard on Nikola Jokic that I'm pretty sure... He's not allowed to win an MVP again now. <laughs> like, I think that might be the rule. He should be barred for getting absolutely fucking demolisherated by Reggie goddamn Jackson. I'm sorry, Nikola Jokic. I don't make the rules. I do. Uh, but them's the rules. So, no more MVPs for you, pal. And finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Zaire Williams tonight, career 17 on 6 of 12 shooting. Yeah, hit three threes. He was a plus eight. He was awesome. I loved looking at, you know, you look to the sky, there goes Zaire Williams just flying by. Unbelievable. But even the pass that he had, the jar for the jar, uh, awesome oop. That was gnarly. And, of course, SGA. What a just, oh, he is unreal. 32 points today, as I mentioned earlier. Shot the shit out of it as well. That was really fun. I love SGA. 13 and 22 from the floor. Uh, only one or two from downtown. But he goes eight assists, only two turnovers. So, next to Gids, you love to see it. Give him a couple of years, he'll be unbloody stoppable. All right, let's do some yeah, nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. 
Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. I'll tell you what, it's pretty hot in Melbourne at the moment. Perfect drinking weather. And of course, look, you don't want to go to the pub. You don't want to go to the bottle You don't want to get the Omicron. Fuck that Omicron Percy I ate. Bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. They rock it up, drop it off at your door, Rona free, and you'll get a free six-pack of the old Dos Blocos XPA if you're banging the code Strayer. Just saying. Go check it out. It's great drinking beers. It's great drinking weather. They've also got wines, cocktails, so nobody has to miss out. So check out thedailyliquor.com. It's for the Melbourne metro area, and you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go check it out. Be over 18, drink responsibly, and uh, get a free sixer on your mate, Jimmy. How good's that? All right, let's do some yeah, Nas, Matty Owers. Grizz, 10 straight. Look out. Atlanta last season of the West. Yeah, nah. I love this because it's like they might be better than Atlanta last season. So in terms of, I think my favorite thing about this Grizzlies team is as evidenced by today, they have zero fucking fear. Jar Morant doesn't fear anybody. That is awesome. Desmond Bain's incredible. Jaron Jackson Jr., look, his shot selection might fucking stink more than the uh, the squid's goddamn nappy this morning. Oh, God, I'll tell you that much. Um, the potty training's been going great in the last couple of nights. Now that he's gone back to daycare, he's like, oh, I did a poo and nappy overnight. It's like, fuck me. What are you doing, kid? Uh, any, uh, <laughs> any other dads out there want to give us some tips on po- uh, potty training? Toilet training. He's going great. I'll tell you that much. But uh, I don't drop us a line. Uh, but anyway, the Grizz, as mentioned, like they're now tied with the Yaz, basically. They're zero games back of the Yaz. And they don't fear the Warriors. I don't feel like they should fear the Suns. Damn fucking straight they should feel like the Hawks of uh, the East last year. They could easily make a run to the, the conference finals. Like, if they get Dylan Brooks back, uh, notoriously kind of injury prone, we all understand that. But there's just like a weird depth there. There's a coaching nous that is really, really cool. And Ja Morant is a fucking freak of nature. So, yeah, that's a great one, Matty Owers. Uh, the very much Atlanta last season yeah, uh, vibes. But they might even be better because I feel like they belong right there at the top because they could beat everybody on their day. So, I love it. Go Grizz. Uh, is Mike Malone right? Is Joker being disrespected in the MVP conversation? Yeah, nah. No. I don't think he is because you lost today, Mike Malone. That's what happened. Michael Malone, whatever. Don't call me Mike. Call me Michael. I'll call you what I fucking want, Michael. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Joker is not being disrespected in the MVP conversation because everyone who has half a fucking brain is like, yeah, he's top three or top five. That's fine. You can't sit here halfway through the season, and we are going to do our halfway awards tomorrow, um, as most teams sort of hit that halfway mark. Uh, but Joker isn't being disrespected at all. Like Everybody is giving him the right amount of respect. You're a 500 team. You're beset with injuries. He's putting up great numbers. What more do you want? He's top five already. Blow it out your ass, Michael Malone. Finally, did Nasir Little try to hurt Kyrie Irving? Oh, this one was out of yesterday... Uh, yeah, nah, nah, I'm going to say. So there was a lot of uh, footage going around and Nasir Little sort of diving at Kyrie's legs. And uh, he came out and said after the game, well, I'd never hurt someone on purpose. I have the utmost respect for Kyrie. But y'all are delusional. If you think this is a bad play, and I'd do it again, I don't give a fuck what y'all are talking about. It, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't trying to hurt him. It's very much like the uh, sort of... The dive around the legs is always a bit fucking sketchy. You can go really hard or not hard, you know, etc. But 
I don't think there was too much in it. He was just diving for the ball. Kyrie was being a bit fucking lazy, and if that's Kyrie, like that's what he's always like. And I will tell you what. I don't know if you watched that game yesterday. The Blazers players do not fucking like Kyrie. There were about, I don't know, five to six extra hits if you watch this game that just had a little bit of FU to him every time he like came around the screen or even there was like a take foul at one point where they just fucking tried to almost lay him out. You're like, holy shit. And Kyrie, more power to him, kind of shrugged it off like, ha, huh, yeah, good one, fuck it. Uh, kind of vibes for Kyrie. And I kind of liked it. I kind of like that they gave him a bit of extra fuck you, a bit of extra treatment. They leaned in for that extra fucking bang, extra shoulder, that extra fucking hardcore, lean the hip and then turn it in a very clear fuck you to Kyrie because so they should. Fucking fart, farty face, part-time crybaby fucking Kyrie. Blow it out his ass. Good on you. All right. What about unpopular opinion of the day? Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh... Yeah, I'm kind of like leaning towards this Joker thing. Like, I love him. He's awesome. But what are we doing if Mike Malone's like, oh, he's not even getting any respect. And then you saw today, like, John Rand, oh, we're not even getting any respect. Mark Jackson, if he's on your call, does nothing but give everybody respect. So how about we all just fucking settle down on the, oh, no, I don't get any respect. I don't get any respect. Oh, I don't get any respect. Oh, gee, don't you? You don't get any respect whatsoever from anybody. What are you, Rodney fucking Dangerfield? Settle down, you bunch of sooks. All right, finally, Outback Takehouse. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, Alice Springs Chicken. That's right, Alice Springs Chicken. We hit an emu on the way here, so boom, off you go, tuck in. It's on today's special board, only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, LeBron's only playing this hard at the moment, at this point of the season, so he can catch Kareem as the NBA's all-time points leader. That's right, LeBron, right now, is stat chasing. Only... At Outback. I'll tell you what. Kind of feels a bit like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. Be back with Australia Playwatch right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Really quick Australian Player Watch for you today because we... Uh, no Patty Thrills, no Jingles, no Benny Simmons, obviously, no Matty T, no Josh Green, no Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jan La- Jock Lander, but we did have Josh Giddy. I mentioned that in passing earlier. He was awesome against Washington. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, only 2 turnovers. He shot 8 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3, was throwing some pretty fucking unbelievable passes, and was just in control. I love it! I've said it from the fucking get-go. You watched his... Uh, development from the day one in the NBL last year to his last game. He's now only... He's just turned fucking 19. Like, come on. And ever since he came back from COVID, he's averaging 13, 8, and 10. (laughs) And he's shooting 46% from the floor. It is absolutely unreal. And I am absolutely fucking here for it. So giddy up! 
<laughs> I'll tell you what. I got my Patty Mills jersey as well. I took a photo of that, put it up, and uh, yeah, I've got my Gids jersey. I was wearing that the other day. God, it's comfortable. But I'll tell you what, that Patty Mills jersey, I think uh, our man Dan Drosher may have uh, sent me a message about his as well and that it looks even better on. I'll tell you what, it fucking does. I don't know, it's, it's, it's the navy blue that just brings out the uh, ginger in my beard. <laughs> All right, great moment in NBA Australia stat history because uh, let's bloody well do it. Oh, yes. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. All right, so this is like a bit of a uh, palate cleanser because it feels like all we've been doing is uh, shitting on Ben Simmons. And there was like a little bit of a rant I had yesterday about how he's got about as much personality as a fucking bowl of clay. And uh, (laughs) compared to Clay's... Oh, no. Maybe that was a Monday show. I don't know. Either way, uh, the Josh Giddy thing, I've had this in my notes for a little while. It's like, all right, cool. He drops the youngest triple-double ever, which is unreal. But it's just worth remembering the first ever Australian triple-double was Ben Simmons back in 2017. And it's unbelievable to think about it now and how far he's shoved his own head up his own ass since. So this was his fourth fucking game in the NBA and Simo smashed it against Detroit. He had 21 points, 12 rebounds and 10 assists. He shot 8 of 11 and 5 of 6 at the free throw line. Talk about getting in your own fucking head and ruining your own career because you're a bit of a dickhead. Jesus Christ, Simo. Pull your head out of your ass. Get back out in the court. Work hard. Take some fucking free throws. And stop being a fucking sookie lala. Jesus. He's amazing. All I want is Ben Simmons to be out there playing, kicking ass, and living up to his potential. I don't like having to go, what are you doing? Come on. I support him. I love him. Just get back out there. We miss you. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, the Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today. Oh, this is an absolute fucking beautiful one. Jingling Joe Ingles. Uh, on the old Insta, just an an absolutely beautiful fucking uh, video tribute to his uh, son. Just a bunch of highlights. It's awesome. Uh, and Renee out there as well. And he just has it with uh, three years ago today. I'm so proud of you, little buddy. I love you so much. Seeing how hard you work to... Uh, Get where you are is so inspirational. Keep being you. And it is absolutely... Like, Renee's out there doing incredible shit. Uh, there's squids out there as well. On your jingles. What a legend. That family is just fucking unreal. So, right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Were you excited by the aquarium? I'll tell you what. The aquarium was fucking awesome. I loved it. So I've mentioned how the squid fucking loves octonauts. So he's wandering around like the Melbourne Aquarium going, Dad, this thing is that thing that does this. And I'm like, holy shit. All right. <laughs> Got a fucking three-year-old marine biologist. This is gnarly. And then I remember like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like mad about dinosaurs and knew every fucking thing about them. Um, but yeah, so it's a kid thing. But God damn, his like ability to retain knowledge is just mind-blowing. But he had a time. I loved it as well. The salty that they've got at the uh, aquarium is fucking terrifying. It's so big. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's a dinosaur, not a crocodile. Anyway, but it was gnarly to see him just like fucking just completely in awe of like the sawfish and, uh, you know, all the stingrays and sharks and everything. He was, he loved it. I loved it. It was great. His favorite still though, the lionfish. 
bit terrifying, but good on you. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I had a good day. Uh, we went four of six on today's picks. Would have been five, but for the Nuggets shitting the bed. Crazy. Uh, 344 of 598 so far for the season. So that's bloody good. We have nine games tomorrow. It's an absolute belter of a uh, slate as well. We've got Boston playing Indy. They're three and a half point favorites in Indy. And you got to hope that Boston are just... <laughs> I mean... After the game the other day where they eke out a win against Indy, where Lance, Lance, make them dance, nearly submarines them, you've got to hope that the Celtics are going to hit this point of this season where they've got to start proving, yeah, we are actually okay. We are talented and we can beat shit teams like Indy. I'm going to go Boston. Tatum, Brown, money where your mouth is. Come on, are they going to be... A, uh, can you play together? Can you play in sync, more importantly? Let's see what happens. Uh, but I'm going to go Boston. Philly, they host Charlotte. I hate this uh, I hate this line. I hate this pick. I've gone with the Sixers, five-and-a-half-point favorites against Charlotte. I don't like it at all. I've just got to uh, trust that Philly's defense can uh, slow down Charlotte, and Philly are pretty good at home. So it does feel like Embiid can just go, oh, you've got him plumly. All right, sick. I'll just smash all over him and drop another 30-piece. So I'm just kind of leaned with Philly, but I don't like it because Charlotte, look, they can get going, and if Philly's D isn't on, on the ball, like... Uh, pardon the pun, uh, and Charlotte can really take it to teams like Philly. So, anyway, it's going to be a tricky one. It's going to be a great game, though. Orlando, they go to Washington. Washington on a back-to-back. Uh, I'm going to take the Magic Men, plus eight and a half. Just a few too many points. The Magic, look, they're big hurting. A couple of close games, a couple of shit games. I think they can bounce back. They could even win this. Uh, but eight and a half points, I think they'll make it close. Give me the eight and a half. Miami, they go to Atlanta. Similar vibes. I'm going to take the Heat, plus four and a half. Because I just don't trust Atlanta to beat anybody at the moment. So getting four and a half points for the better team, I'm taking that. Dallas, they go to New York City to play the Knickerbockers of New York City. Do you reckon Reggie Bullock, sniper alert, is going to be ready and fired up to play his old team? Maybe he'll hit a shot. Uh, the Mavericks are one and a half point favorites. The Knicks, look, they're a bit of a mess at the moment. So I just had to lean with the Mavs. I'm going the Mavs minus one and a half. You know that Luke is going to step on the big stage. There's no one, look. Dallas have enough sort of big bodies in Mark Shaklebar, Dorian Finney-Smith and Co. to sort of throw at RJ, at Julius Randall and those sort of bigger bodies on the Knicks. So I just trust the Mavs, so go Mavs. San Antonio, they're six and a half point favorites at home against Houston. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Houston are a rabble. San Antonio are hurting bad. Big long road trip. Not many wins. Spurs come home and take care of business. Utah hosts Cleveland. Oh, geez. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, Cavs plus six and a half because... If the Yaz don't have Rudy Gobert, Zestafo Tower, back in the lineup, then Cleveland are going to dunk all over him. Like, Jared Allen, Mobley and co. Like, holy shit. Pack her up, boys. So give me Cavs plus six and a half. They could easily win that as well. Brooklyn go to Chicago. I told you there's some bloody good games. Uh, Harden reckons he'll be back for this. Kyrie still questionable. The Bulls are one and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Bulls. I think they've just got the perimeter weapons at the moment. Uh, the Brooklyn... Look, Nets just don't play D. The Bulls do. <laughs> and even though the Bulls are in a back-to-back, they barely played against Detroit today. So it was like a warm-up, basically. So give me the Bulls minus one and a half. And then finally, the Lakers play Sacramento in a game that the Lakers desperately need to win now, which is crazy to think about. Crazy to say, but here we are. Lakers two and a half point favorites. I'm going to take it. I think LeBron dismantles them. And uh, Rusty gets going against that, I don't know, De'Aaron Fox Matador defense. So give me the Lakers minus two and a half. And away we go. That's a great slate of games, though. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about that. And that's what we'll do tomorrow on tomorrow's show. All right. 
Uh, thanks for bearing with me with these late shows on the Wednesday. Uh, it's just one of those things when, um, you know, you got the uh, the old uh, mother-in-law down the beach still at the moment, so I can't lean on her for a bit of, uh, you know, babysitting. So, I'm, you know, just going to look after the squid all day until old mate can finish. So what can you do? Late show. Deal with it. <laughs> right. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facebook, IG. Check out NFL Australia. Gaz and I had a great show last night. I really enjoyed that. And, of course... Basically, as it posted overnight last night, we worked to the news that Joe Judge had been fired. Thanks a lot, NFL. It's like the Mara is basically listening to us going, he's an idiot, fire him, and then they did. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check that out and stay tuned for more info on that. But uh, World Wrestling Australia is absolutely flying. Adam crushes it. Go check that on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well. Get around to NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Look, if you're doing it right now, just rate and review us. Come on. Prayer hands emoji. Prayer hands emoji. Rate and review us. It's a new year. It's a new you. What are you going to do? Rate and review today's show. <laughs> Come on. Uh, also, check out Manscaped.com. Use the code Stray. Get 20% off and free shipping. The Daily Liquor as well. Use the code Stray. Get a free sixer. Knowable. Download the Knowable app and get 20% off the Knowable app. Uh, get smarter today. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. Their album running out of time is out now and it's awesome. Big thanks go to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Section, I Green, 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 and Dozer for the change you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right, because it's a late show, uh, we're just going to finish up the show. No skit or anything at the end of today's show, so... Uh, Ah, oh, no, it's all right. We'll make up for it tomorrow with a new diary of Stephen Adams. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow then, I guess. That's how we do these things. See you then. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. Ah.